Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no South Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to a rather grey and overcast, cool winds in the air at the Den here in South Bermondsey. The wind from the uh, the smoke from the, the cell chip power incinerator plant blowing dreamily in the uh, South Bermondsey skies. Welcome to this um, quite crucial vic- uh, fixture so early in the season between the Lions and Blackpool. Here come the two teams, as you can hear behind me. Um, seems very early in the season to be talking about crises, but it wouldn't be Millwall unless we had an existential crisis or two um, every every few weeks or so, would it, dear listeners? Your Millwall side today looks a fairly um, attacking side. Dare I call it 4-4-2, dear listeners. Up front today, starting Afobe and Matt Smith. Midfield, Joe Savile. Michael Keefton belt in the back line. I've got to ask about face, as my old mum would have said. Uh, Cooper, Ballard, Murray Wallace, and Scott Malone. So I'm speculating that it's 4 4 2. I could well be wrong. I make no claims to be any kind of um, tactician, as you know, listeners. But certainly Billy Mitchell quitting. Um, Billy Mitchell starting too, sorry. Um, Billy Mitchell and Bart Belkowski go. I think that's everyone. I've made a bit of a hash of that, but you'll know the team by the time you get to hear this show, dear listeners. Millwall in their familiar dark blue shirts and white shorts. Blackpool in white with orange shorts or tangerine, I suppose. Now, contrary to English common law, since the time of the Venable Bead writing at Lindisfarne, Holy Island, we're going to be attacking the Cold Blow Lane End in the first half. That's not been very um, well received, as you can hear. And it does break the custom and practice of many, many centuries, so shame on them. Lions without a win so far this season. It is a crucial game for Gary Rowett. Really do need, he said this himself, it's not just me, an internet idler saying this. He said that we don't want to go into the international break next weekend without a W in the column. Four games, two draws, two losses for the Lions, and a bad one really last week at Cardiff. But hey ho, good win in the week, incidentally. Progress in the, in the League Cup. 3 1 win over, over Cambridge. Goals from Matt Smith, and um, two goals from Murray Wallace, and a near miss hat trick for him. So let's hope for a repeat of that this afternoon. 
I do apologise, as I get a bit out of practice with all this in-game commentary. Early break for the Lions inside the first minute. This is Billy Mitch on the right. Can't play the ball forwards. He's got um, Keithton Belt, uh, Wallace, sorry. In, a, in an offside position. Ball bouncing around inside the Blackpool penalty. Early, early um, right start. That'll be a free kick though, just to kill that little moment off, dear listeners. Blackpool come into today's game in the third and bold position. A break for the Lions. This is Keithton Belt. On the right, didn't really have anyone in front of him there, but they come into the game third from bottom, dear listeners. Two draws and two losses. We Lions, by contrast, sit one place above them, fourth from bottom, so not a great start. Certainly, this looks like a much more attacking side. I think I may well have dropped Jed Wallace out of my pre-match name check. I apologise, listeners. As I say, I'm a little bit rusty after the long, long break in proceedings. Covid-induced. Benjamin Bloom, one of our co-nominations um, for, uh, what would he be, a podcaster, vlog, vlogger, I don't know, what, a show of the year at uh, the Football Content Awards. He's put up a list, I don't know where he get these statistics from, but the Championship's top tacklers, uh, which is one um, division that we do top. Millwall, 19.5 tackles made per 90, what, I don't know, 90 situations, perhaps. Anyway, we're topping that little table above Luton and Peterborough United, so that must be a good thing. Don't know. I'm going to say it's a good thing, but I'm not sure why I'm saying it. As uh, proper form has been utter pony, but anyway, there we are. I don't think it's 4-4-2, listeners. It looks more like a three-man defence, five-man midfield and two... Two-person, uh, two-man, two-person. I've got me. I've got a woke. The two-man forward line. I was watching the the German football last night. I had a game between Dortmund and uh, Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim were playing your, your traditional 4-4-2. The little flick header on from from Matt Smith there. Um, really physical, fast, entertaining game. I mean, I, the uh, clash of styles. I mean, the, Dortmund were playing your, your your kind of modern style and. Hoffenheim were playing 4-4-2, but I was really struck by if you if you move fast and pass the ball with zip, then um, tactics to some extent go out the window if you're if you're playing at the top of your game, and that's not what we've been doing all season. Phobie does well to dispossess the Blackpool player on the on the left. He's got no options in front of him. Good work by Phobie there. Long ball forward, and Phobie feeds Jed Wallace, who shoots from distance. 11 minutes, well wide of the left post. Mills first real opportunity. This is Blackpool coming down the left now. 12 minutes, coming towards 13. It's going to be a block cross from the left. It falls back to a white shirt. We have been uh, guilty of some sloppy defence so far this season. 29 will have a go now. That's blocked nicely by Billy Mitch. Some you know, really, really poor errors last week at Cardiff. Um, we went a goal down to, to Cambridge in the week as we have... Uh, did it in the game against Pompey and as we've said a few times Fulham just wiped us out so defensively it's been where the problems have lied, set pieces but Gary Rowett was talking about in the week and I hope they've been working on that this is um, Crossland Jake misses his tackle with 10 shoots well over the bar 13 minutes writing in the week on the London News online Richard Corley 
refers to the Lions failing to convince defensively. Mill didn't dominate. This is against Cambridge. Didn't dominate the box at key moments in uh, Cardiff and gave away another poor goal against Cambridge. Jake Cooper gave, giving away a, a cheap foul. He's clearly not having a happy time. So, Pulled back now on the top by the, um, the two for Benning to Fobe. As the ball yeah, was headed through, that should be a red card, in my opinion. The Fobe is through, red card. 14 minutes on the clock. Flick header forwards. Fobe was in, in space behind the defence. Gets tugged back. Goal scoring opportunity. I think it was. Now he's got a walk. Big moment in the game. It's going to be a mill free kick from um, 25 yards, I say. The Blackpool man trudges as the two trudges disconsolately from the sacred turf down the protective tunnel. It comes out for these moments, thoughtfully. So uh, Blackpool down to 10 men. Big opportunity for the Lions to get, get that piano off our back, that Steinway piano. Get it off our back. And that 17th century harpsichord has leapt into my mind. Get that off our back. Jed Wallace, Scott Malone standing over the ball. Looks like it's going to be a Jed shot, I would, I would say. Or will it be Scott? Also, it might be Scott Malone. He's going to have a go. Scott, it's on target. Well saved by the keeper. Down low to his right. Will there be a game of chess tactically now from the Grandmaster Rowett to take into account Blackpool's um, diminished... Numbers on the pitch. That's going to run through for a corner on the left. 16 minutes. These are the times where Millwall this season have not really pressed home our advantage, where we've been on top. Well, not enough anyway. Taken quickly on the right. It's going to be put into the mix by, by a phobe. It falls to Jed Wallace. Block shot. Murray Wallace, goal machine. Feeds Jed on the right. That's going to go for a right sided corner. 16 and a half minutes. Cards are being um, have been dealt kindly to us, listeners. Lady Luck is smiling on us. It might be a Bermondsey Lady Luck though. She might turn on you. Here it comes from the right from Jed. That's head, headed up and away. It falls to Billy Mitch. Shoot, called a crowd. It's out now to to Michael Keith. About 17 minutes. Sustained middle pressure at the moment. He feeds. So can't quite get um, the, the pass to Murray Wallace on the left. Unlucky. Never been to Blackpool, listeners. It's one of those grounds I've never been to, and I can't give you a good reason. I suppose we haven't played them that often. I, I think I just never, ever fancied going up there. It's always a miserable winter's day, isn't it? And I know that it's got the reputation of being the, the uh, Las Vegas of the North, which I think is almost certainly going to be, um, you know, over overhyped when you get there. A bit like Margate or somewhere, you know. Um, just never been there. I can't see that changing this season, but anyway, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Mills spraying the ball around like classic Ajax. Early 70s Ajax. Total football. Still in her own half, of course. Poor ball out of defence there. I think that was Jake again. Lions do recover possession. I, I, Jake seems to be going for an early, early midlife crisis. Maybe a few, ten years early for him, I don't know. Perhaps he would get himself strapped across a Harley Davidson or something and hit the highway down through Reading. Another ball forward from, from Jake Cooper into Billy Mitch, but cleared. So I've got a proposition for you, listeners. Given that we're playing 10 men, 
and we're still geared up for what looks like a, a, a three, five, and a two. Is it time, uh, 20 minutes into a game where we really do need the game? Is it time yet to bring in Conor Mahoney and react to that that loss of a man by Blackpool? Conor Mahoney, who's looked good whenever he has come into the game, will give us artistry to unpick what will almost certainly be a, a mass of white shirts in front of us whenever we're going forwards. As it is, it's a long punt forwards for Blackpool on the right. Jed Wallace takes in a, in a very uh, flamboyant style, but the pass forward was not so flamboyant. So I'm just going to put that out there. 20 minutes in, I'm calling it. Bring in Connor Mahoney and Savile or Keithton Belt. Take your pick. Bring Billy Mitch into the game inside. Because we look, we need a goal. It'd be lovely to get two goals, wouldn't it? Anyway, I shan't flog that one, listeners. But we'll come back to it if it's proven right at the end. 21 minutes gone in a match. Blackpool reduced to 10 men after that um, cynical foul. That's an old word. They used to use that a lot in matches of day in the big match back in the old days. A professional foul was cynical. My, my point I was making earlier on about watching the German football, Hoffenheim being the team that I saw, they, they finished up losing it, 3-2, but their style for a small club in German terms was very physical, very fast, moving the ball in a way that we, we don't, with a speed we don't. I'm just watching Lions now, 22 minutes, we've passed the ball back and forth across our own half. We, we really do want to be playing our football in the opposition half. Uh, maybe that's seen as um, old school. I think it is in, the, in a modern game, but what I have seen is that it's effective. That's a ball out wide, too long for, for Scott Malone. That ball lose the ball just outside the, their own penalty area. This is Savile, he finds Smith. He's got Lions queuing up to take in. There's a ball in towards Smith. Falls now to Afobi, trying to work space. Lions just slightly overcooked that. There were men queuing up inside the Blackpool penalty area. Crowd getting behind the, the game. Pass by Jake again. He's um, he's not doing well, the boy, is he? 24 minutes. Well, so far, 29 minutes. This is not a game that will be troubling the compilers of greatest games ever videos or loops on on the YouTube. Mill have the advantage. We, as so often, and I think this is a historic thing that greater thinkers than me will have to work out. But we don't seem to press home our advantage when we have it. I think that goes forever, but certainly this season too. Ball forward towards Matt Smith, who flicks it on. It's going to be cleared by the goalkeeper. I said before kick-off um, amongst our WhatsApp group that we need a result today more than a performance. And I stand by that from what I've seen so far. That's back to uh, Bart, who clears. I think such has been the poor start of the season that this is the result and not the performance for me today. It'll be nice to see a performance, especially in these circumstances, but um, so far I can't really say that we're seeing a great performance. Ball down the right channel, this is Jed, it'd be great to have this, those words ran back down my throat. This is now Billy Mitch on the right. He's just dispossessed by the nine. It's the end of the transfer window, of course, this week. Today's the 28th, I think it's the 31st, which will be uh, Wednesday, I think, when the, the window actually ends. A lot of speculation online about um, Marlon unhappy for reasons too deep for me to go into with your listeners uh, Ben Thompson possibly going to both going to Pompey links with I saw a, a, stay, a story just before kickoff and Gary Rowett's desire to bring in more bodies mid midfielders and defenders this um, 
given the state of our injury list. That ball carving down the right side, nice, nicely con controlled by the 10. Balls into the middle. Hesitation almost releases the forward through. Keith and Belt, and eventually it's Billy Mitchell. You can hear the barracking going on for that moment of freeze. The nine was almost put through again. The two best chances of the half so far have been Blackpool, thanks to Millwall errors. Nice take and turn by the 19. Jake should clear. Hesitation. Deviation. Hesitation. What was that quiz? Just a minute, isn't it? This is just a minute. Only stretched out over 90. Anyway, here come the Lions down the left side. Now, this is a Fobay and Scott Malone combining quite nicely. 35 minutes on the clock. Wide. This is Billy Mitchell on the right side now. Balls into the middle. That's too long. Too long. Better move, but too long, of course. The game, in my opinion, I'll say it again, 30, 36 minutes, is crying out for the artistry and dribbling skills of someone like Conor Mahoney. We don't have an awful lot on the bench. We have a lot of workhorses, but we don't have much in the way of what I call artistry, talent, you know, that kind of, um, I don't know about genius, that might be overdoing it. And this is back ball on the, on the left, the 19. Ball over hit, over hit, thankfully, because there were men three in the box there momentarily. Here they come again on the right side, though. 36 minutes. Bobby brings away. This is, I said at the start of the show, at kickoff, and I'll say it to you again, shot from distance from the nine. Uh, Gary Rowett will be under pressure, listeners. This is a test. We have the advantage. We have, um, we're up against a nine-man side, a ten-man side, and so far we're not looking like we have the wit to unpick their defence. It's like a phobia's taken on. It's about all we need in the centre circle, he's down on the floor. Keep your fingers crossed. They're coming down the left side. And that looks like a penalty to me. Ooh, wow, 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 wow. Jake pushed him over, listeners. I hope it looked like a penalty to my unbiased eye. Thank you, whatever lucky stars or deity that you um, worship that we didn't get a penalty there. But give it against us. Anyway, we're back on the attack. This is Scott Malone. Balls into the middle, that's hoofed clear. Lions need to liven it up, 40 minutes. Blackpool will feel very happy if they can get through to the half-time dressing rooms at nil-nil. Billy Mitch on the right side, we've got the whole team back behind the ball. Packing their own um, distance between halfway inside their own half and the goal line. Jed Wallace floats the ball in, that floats across, it should be Scott Malone, can he get a shot on targets? Poofed over the clear, with two men clear in the middle. There was there was Matt Smith and there was Benica Fobay. 42 minutes. The uh, the nil nil on the scoreboard. He's looking back at me like the eyes of the old uh, guru in in the kung fu back in the 70s. One that said patience, grasshopper, patience. And the two the nil nil. It looks like his eyes looking at me, calling for patience, and he's calling me grasshopper. Best bit on Kung Fu, always the um, intro, isn't it? The, the bit where he was um, dodging those star um, weapons that they would throw at you, know, like um, frisbees, star frisbees, and he had to dodge them. Much practiced at our school with, with real, um, anything that could be made into a, a sharp-edged star. Who's your three to go out the door before 11 o'clock on Wednesday night, dear listeners? I've got Marlon, question mark. I've got Ben Thompson question mark John Daddy question mark all those must be candidates for the um, the uber 
or the black cab, I should say, shouldn't I, given this is Millwall. And then who we bring in, an attacking midfielder with creativity. That, that um, will be an interesting one. A lot of speculation after our show the other night about how the club went down the pan with the departure of Callum Davidson, who was um, Gary Rowett's sidekick, went up to St Johnston, of course, and has been doing well up there. It's been a poor half by Mill. I think you've got to say, um, after the uh, sending off, we've not really done enough. We've had moments where we've looked like we want to move the ball about pace. That's going to be the key to, to unlocking this, this defence. Good work there by Scott Malone, winning the ball back in midfield. He's now finds Matt Smith. He's got Jed Wallace on his right side. Can Jed get the ball in? He can. It's overhead kick by Abenica Fobay. Just wide, spectacular. Pelé style. It's gone wide for a goal kick. Notice it's taken a deflection. Forgive me, dear listeners. Gone for a right siding corner. Jed floats the ball in from the right side, from the corner. It's headed clear. This is Benica Fobe on the left side of the uh, Blackpool penalty. Ball into the middle. Runs through to the goalkeeper. But certainly for me, question marks will be increasing if we don't get a win today. And we have to go to, to West Brom on the back of a, of, a, of a poor start to the season. Don't like to, to say that, but you know, if I'm standing up here in the in the on the, on the in the terraces, not the terraces, you know what I mean, the stands, standing in the stand, um, and I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Why doesn't uh, Gary Rowe, a football professional, be? Why isn't he thinking in the same way? You know, we've had a, a sending off, and we've re really just stuck with Plan A that we started against eleven men with. I don't don't get it. Maybe you can enlighten me, Grasshopper. At the moment, based on how we're playing, Blackpool will not be will be unhappy to go down to a shot into the mix there. That's going to go for uh, the right-sided corner. But they will feel they can get something here. They've got a chance from a, a set-piece, right-sided corner. This should be the last uh, moments of the of the first half. 29 doing a, a, an easy-going... Oh! Referee penalising. That's interesting to see. I've not seen that for a long time. He was strolling over there like it's Sunday afternoon, and he's going to... Um, where could he be going? Tea. The tea rooms. Genteel tea rooms. And then the referee blew up for half-time. So anyway, it's Millwall nil, Blackpool nil at the, at the break. Um, I say that's a disappointing half by Millwall. They really should be doing better than what they're doing. Um, I'd also include Gary Rowett in that. Oh, the manager's gone out there to berate the referee. He's been shown a yellow card that decision there. Yeah, well, a bit of spark at the end of the, of the half. Anyway, there we are. Achtung, Mehlball. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back, dear listeners, to the second half. Both teams just out of the dressing rooms. Much, much speculation online as to the uh, nature of the changes that should be made. Um, many, many suggesting this Gary Rowett that needs to be changed. <laughs> mid, mid-game, I don't know. I don't know if that's ever happened, does it? The manager's sacked mid-game. No changes on the pitch for the start of the second period. Anyway, dear listeners, so it's going to be the same as we finished. I can't believe that Conor Mahoney's not, not featuring in this game, but... What do I know? Um, there are many, many um, things that seem to be going on. Not least, I can't. I, I don't know. I can't believe that um, the players can be happy with the style that they're being asked to play here. It's, it's boring for us to watch it. I wonder if it's boring for them to play it. I don't know. I mean, he's a professional. He's got to play whatever style he's told to. So you know, but whether that's part of it, I don't know. We were spreading the ball out, out rightwards. This is now Jed Wallace overlapping on the right. It's 47 minutes. Ball's into the middle. It finds Benekophobe. Can he turn? He can't. Six bit of early Millwall pressure. Jake, I don't know. All you're doing is speculating. I have no inside track on any of this, listeners. I don't know. I know what I think it might be, or one of the factors, whether it's justified in being reaction to the... Uh, the dispute at the heart of the club about well, you know booing of the knee and all that kind of thing. I don't know. We're going for this, uh, this corner on the right side. We've got the, the area packed. There's a little head on. Went in the net, but it was disallowed because of offside, listeners. Flick header on from Savile finds uh, Matt Smith, who heads home. But, uh, the, the whistle went um, a good uh, half a second before that chance. 48 minutes. So, I don't know. I mean, like I said in the show in a week, I think that you can... Um, if, you, if you talk about this, you, you run the risk of getting slaughtered online. A lot of people will come after you, but um, I can't believe it helps. That's all I'm going to say on it. Dear listeners, we are in the Football Content Awards um, shortlist for best podcast. Um, it would make me, give me deep joy if you would vote for us. All you got to do is go on Twitter and tweet, I am voting for at Acton Millwall in the at the underscore FCAs for best podcast. Thank you. It would be wonderful to, to do well in that. It's, it's just a real um, boost to us to, to be not shortlisted for it. Best podcast. We're up against some serious opponents. Some podcasts have a lot of financial backing. We do it from my, uh, my spare room, basically, on my old laptop, my 10-year-old laptop. So I wonder if you could tweet, I am voting for at Achtung Millwall, the underscore FCAs for best podcast. You'd make my day, dear listeners. 
nice, beautiful bit of skill by Murray Royce and by Benedict Fobase. It's got Malone in, wanted just a second to long. Beautiful skill by the, the two um, artists of the side, Murray Wallace and then Benedict Fobase. That's lifted the crowd, you can hear it, 51 minutes. Interesting that, um, all right, unlike the source of artistry from Murray Wallace, but that was really nice by Benedict Fobase. And the lift that's given to the crowd. Can you hear the energy now in the crowd? That was two nice little backheel moves by both of those players. Instead of this dreary, dreary percentage football that we seem to be fixated on. Ball down the middle of the 19. This is almost runs free. 1-0 to Blackpool. Defensive mishap between Bart Bielkowski and Murray Wallace. It's gone one. Uh, the player was left free inside the box. Another defensive mishap, listeners. He's gone 1-0 Blackpool in 56 minutes. He's got to make his change now, surely, dear listeners. Here he comes. Reactive again, dear listeners. Reactive again. 24 for 21. Billy Mitchell's coming off. For Conor Mahoney. 57 minutes. Unhappy people in the den, dear listeners. This is um, Jed Wallace, fires the ball into the danger zone. That's put behind for a right-sided corner as we go past 60 minutes, dear listeners. It's going to be Conor Mahoney that is being pressed to take the corner. Swings into the near post. Oh, it's fisted away by the goalkeeper. Another left-sided corner. With Conor Mahoney from the uh, the left side now. Into the mix. Up and away. It's bouncing around. A lot of white shirts back there now, listeners. They weren't before. There'd be even more behind the ball. It's going to be a middle free kick on the edge of the penalty area. A little bit of argy bargy. Savile's in there. 19, 9 on some. Bit of pushing and shoving. We all need to keep their tempers. We'd do better actually picking the defence apart than actually trying to brawl with them. They're, they are leading. Free kick Millwall. Just on the uh, the left side of the D. Probably about four or five yards short of the penalty area. Ticking past 62 minutes. Will it be Jed? Jed's over it. Mahoney has the air of a man looking to take a, a shot. He could do with a goal. No, it's going to be Jed. Top left hand corner. 1H. Well, it's nice to feel some energy back in the place, listeners. With too long, we didn't have that sort of overstruck ball there for a cross field ball trying to find Scott Malone. Small wonder that Gary Rowett doesn't want to lose Jed Wallace. I don't know where we'd be without him, listeners. I really don't. As it is going to be a left-sided corner, Conor Mahoney is going to take it. 64, he floats it in, it's deep towards Jake Cooper, it's on target, but no power behind the header. 67 minutes, halfway through the second of the Lions, with a moment of magic, have clawed their way back into a game that was in danger getting away from them with that sloppy defensive error. Yet another one, but anyway, now one each. We can press on and win this if we're careful in defence and look to take our chances. There's a phobia inside the, the 
penalty area. It's nice, nice work by Ballard there. This is the nine on the break. Can Ballard cover it? He can. Just run, runs it out. Good work by Daniel Ballard. A little moment there with a nine seemed to be free in space with very little in front of him. And so a big thank you to Mike Bissicar. I mentioned the Kent Cup, a game against Charlton played in the 60s. I think it was 65. I just asked for a little bit more detail about the Kent Cup. And Mike has emailed me. Thank you, Mike. Uh, you mentioned the Kent Cup in your latest podcast. My memory of this competition is that it was played in the 60s, if not earlier. It was always played after the end of the season, which for that one was May, and always against Charlton, as far as I can remember. Always at home. There were no preliminary games. Gillingham weren't involved, and you'd have thought they, they, they would have been as the only other team in Kent. Um, Mike used to think it was a made-up competition to try and get a few quid at the turnstiles, which sounds about par for the course. But thank you, Mike, for that. And a big shout-out to Brett Marchant in, in Oregon. Shot from distance by uh, a phobia there, runs through to the goalkeeper. Big shout-out to Brett, Brett Marchant, listener in Oregon, USA. Nice to hear from you again, Brett. Blackpool player down at the moment. People filing for the exits, dear listeners. But from the Millwall perspective, this has been very poor. I mean, still eight minutes to go, and we may yet get something out of it. But in terms of lack of imagination, but for Jed Wallace, we'd be bereft, listeners. Who's this? This is going to be George Evans for uh, Keithton Bells. Jules Petchy, blimey, someone here goes back a long way. This is Murray Wallace now in the centre circle. Little ball over the top, intelligent ball for Scott Malone. He gets the ball into the box, that's cleared for another left-sided corner. It's been a lot of pressure for Millwall in the second half without any, any penetration really worth the name. That was a good chance for Evans a few moments ago. Well saved in, in, in all honesty. 89 on the stadium clock. Floated into the middle, it's towards Matt Smith, it's over his head. Back into the middle from Jed on the right side. from uh, Jed Boy's man on a match by a mile. Buried, absolutely buried by Big Jake. Oh, my giddy on. Things Bill will put you through, listeners. The things Bill will put you through. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Thank God for that. That's lifted a weight from the shoulders of the den, as you can hear. minutes overtime. Oh wow, relief for what? How do you feel listeners? Listeners. Ben Thompson's coming in. Matt Smith's coming out. Good round of applause. He's tried really hard. I don't think the service has been the best of Matt Smith this afternoon. He's won a lot of headers. Um, the flick-ons have not gone to, uh, to a blue shirt more because, in my opinion, uh, people are not working around him. Maybe that partnership will build. I like the look of the Phoebe Smith partnership. 
hasn't worked his best this afternoon, but um, two very spectacular goals to put the Lions 2-1 ahead now. So Ben to come in for the last few minutes of the game. Listeners, I'm reminded of a dysfunctional marriage. I'm not saying this might have been me in the past. Certainly not at the present, thankfully. But a dysfunctional marriage where problems get sorted out with a bit of, um, you know, pit pity sex and that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't been a great performance, but we're going to get a win. We, we, we've got our bit of pity sex right late in the game. <laughs> Perhaps I'll cut that. <laughs> There's the final whistle. A long-awaited win for Millwall. A long-awaited playing of um, rocking all over the world, surely. Um, overall, what can we make of that? Overall, I think that was um, not the best Mill performance I've ever seen, but it was, in the end, all about two spectacular goals for the Lions, and it's all about the result. Uh, Jed Wallace taking the acclaim of the cold blow lane in. There it is. We're going to be right back, dear listeners, after the break, speaking to Graham Lionwall. Achtung, Mailball. Hello. Jerry Scalak here, live from South Bermondsey Station this time, because... Fucking police let the Blackpool van through uh, first. Um, as you can hear in my voice, it's not particularly positive, is it? Um, three points. I mean, that is at least we fucking got three points. That is the uh, the only probably positive outcome of today. Um, it was fucking horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Um, the goal we conceded was an absolute nightmare. How do we let that in? No creativity against a team that's got uh, 10 men for 75 minutes of the game. And we didn't, it's just nothing. There's just nothing to even talk about, about the game particularly. Uh, apart from the, the three goals, I mean, it's, it's pretty diabolical. I mean, we just don't create anything, no chances. So slow, so fucking awful. Um, thank God we've got three points, that's all I can say, because that is, as I say, the only little little bit of hope that we can kind of cling on to from, from that. Can that lift the players? I don't, but then again, as I say, I don't think it's necessarily the players to blame. It is a Mr Gary Rowett, and uh, he's got some real problems on his hands because if he carries this on, he will be sacked uh, very, very soon because it's... Uh, not a good watch. We look poor. He's made signings that aren't working or he's not playing them in the right positions. Players look frustrated. Players don't know what they're doing. And for me, it's not actually necessarily that we don't have good enough players. It's a management issue. And uh, Rowett is going to be sacked if he doesn't improve this. Um, I'm fucked off. Could have done something better today. Went to the den and watched that shit. At least we got three points. But that is all. Anyway, time's to go. I'm off for a curry tonight, so hopefully that will cheer me up a little bit more. Come on, you don't. Uh, we're leaving the den now as it finishes uh, Millwall 2, uh, Blackpool 1. And, yeah, it's just it's just not good. I mean, like, the, the three points paper over a huge, huge gap. And as as my, my friend Teddy, Teddy Bellamy, says, that 
you know, with Jed Wallace, you know, just give him what he wants. Because if we don't have Jed Wallace, we are in serious trouble. I mean, we're in serious trouble anyway. The goal we conceded, the ball that was played through was a carbon copy. Away from Always motorbikes. Always motorbikes or fucking ice cream vans when I talk. Um, no, but that ball that Blackpool played through was the carbon copy of the one against Fulham. And they've scored again. That same ball happened in the second half and it was just poor finishing that stopped the geezer. Um, can't remember who forward it was now, putting it over. But Savile's too deep. What is he doing? What did he offer in that game? George Savile that we had and that Middlesbrough had was that sort of box-to-box midfielder and he just didn't just didn't do anything really, did he, sitting that deep? Afobe, again, had another good game for me, although he was he was actually doing a lot of dropping and getting involved in build-ups instead of and a lot of build-ups instead of you know scoring or shooting but I thought he played all right but one thing that's so evident for me is these these it's these free kicks and these corners or these dead balls that just don't beat the first man and I don't know why they're not because I counted at least what 10 10 dead balls that were easily cleared by a black ball Blackpool didn't look under any any real pressure when we attacked and it was just not good. But positive is positive. It's three points international break where we can dust ourselves down and start getting some of these players fit again. Come on, your lines. Hi, this is Neil Fizzler. Uh, the morning after the night before. A uh, few hours to reflect upon yesterday's results. Uh, Gary Rowett, I think, got a bit lucky with that. I think he might have discovered what it's like to be unpopular down at the Den had we not have beaten 10-man Blackpool, who we made hard work a bit. Let's not let's not make any bones about it. Thank God for Jed Wallace. Uh, absolutely stunning free kick to get us back into the game and supplied an assist for the other goal, or for, the, yeah, for the winner. Uh, but the question still needs to be asked of Rabbit, why did it take him so long to make a change? This, f- this negative defensive football at home, where we start with five defenders, three at the back, Why, 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 why? A team is down to 10 men and it takes you half an hour to do something positive. It just defies belief. The tactical ineptitude at times. That game was crying out for creativity. We were dominating it, but we weren't creating chances. In, and it needed Conor Mahoney, and Conor Mahoney came on and had half decent game. I've got to be honest, but why did it take him so long? I'm sat here and I'm winding myself up just thinking about it. But three points is three points, isn't it? Much needed. We go into an international break now, full of confidence. We need to get some of these injured players back because it's starting to look a little bit thin. And if we do lose a couple of people uh, on the transfer window, when that closes on Tuesday evening, something like that, we look painfully under-resourced. But 
Ayo, three points is three points. Onwards and upwards. Uh, enjoy the international break. Hello, Nick. Tony Monday here. Thought I'd give you my uh, five pence worth on today's uh, game. Um, again, I don't know. Um, we've got the three points. We, we did deserve to win. Uh, I like the way we set up so at the start. A bit more of attacking, one less player in defence and one more forward. Uh, and just Smith won all the headers and I think it's only a matter of time before a phobie starts being able to read where they're going. So I think that's somewhere, something we can be looking at, that forward line. It gave Jed a little bit more freedom. Um, Jed was back to his best after two shockers. Uh, played really well. Again, his final ball and his decision-making still lacks, but if he had that, he'd be a £30 million player and we wouldn't be we wouldn't have him. So that uh, first half hour, Jake Cooper, was, honestly, he's so, his confidence looks shot. He didn't want the ball even, he couldn't pass it, he'd make mistakes. Uh, that was after mistakes against Cardiff last week. But um, he seemed to swap position with Murray Wallace and uh, he took the central role and he seemed to calm down after that and... Uh, Obviously, got the winner. Um, we set up okay, and I thought we looked okay, but then we just sort of, I don't know, we just sort of going down blind alleys, and there was a lot of miscommunication up front and in defence. Like a couple of times we've just been looking at each other in defence, and the same, we're getting in each other's way up front. Uh, just seemed a lack of communication, but as I say, we got, we got the win, uh, and that was the main thing. Um, I'm a bit, as you know, I'm a Rowett fan. I've been all along. I like what he's building. I like the squad he's built. But I am getting concerned um, about certain things. Like last week, and it's happening more and often, we go behind and then he makes a change and chases a game. And then we look like we've got a bit of pace about us and a bit of urgency. And that's just worrying for me. It happened against Cardiff last week. Happened again today. Made the sub straight after we go behind. Like, Let's try. It's, it seems almost like he doesn't want to give anything away. Um, and when we go behind, all of a sudden, then he has to make these changes and make these changes first. Let's play. At, we need to play at a higher pace than we are. But yeah, we so we got the win. Um, George Savile. I mean, I'm not sure how he stayed on the pitch today. I thought he was awful yet again. Billy Mitchell went off for Mahoney, where I thought Savile could have gone off and he, Mitchell could have moved inside. And then he took Kifton Belt off for. Uh, Evans, and again, Savile was the player who should have made way. Um, it's obviously not back up to speed. Uh, hopefully he is the same player. But, uh, yeah, onwards, hopefully today's a turning point and we do grow in confidence because we seem to be lacking some. Right. Cheers, Nick. See you later. Four words, one name. Jed Wallace. Nuff said. Achtung, Mühlweil. Welcome back after the break, listeners. I'm speaking to Graham Lyon Wall. Welcome back to the show, Graham. Well, that's good to be back on, Nick. Yeah, appreciate it, mate. I mean, um, I was just looking through Twitter just before um, Graham and I were speaking tonight, and I was I was wondering what decorating metaphor you fancied taking. So they've got papering over the cracks, yeah, um, plastering over the cracks. I've put emulsioning over the cracks. Yeah, I saw your <laughs> comment emulsioning. <laughs> I think I'd have gone plastering. But... Plastering. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. take your pick, listeners. Block plaster, emulsion, gloss paint. Uh, any of those will do. <laughs> um, it was. Oh, I, I feel for a two-one win with, with two really good goals, Graham. I feel really, yeah, 
dissatisfied by what oh. we've seen this afternoon. How do you? What was your take on the game, mate? Exactly the same. I come away relieved. Obviously, we've got three points, but yeah. you know, as we said, papering over the cracks or whatever you want to say. I mean, you know, at times I thought we had ten men and they had eleven. It, it, it just—it was ridiculous. Some of the the, the tactics, the, the the passing was so slow, and oh, you know. And well, this is it. I mean, this is one of the points I wanted to, you know, during the game. I, I, I may have already I haven't done the edit yet, listeners, of my live stuff. But I was thinking to myself, I was watching some um, some German football on Sky on Friday night, and one of the teams, Hoffenheim, were playing what I would call a traditional four four two gram, and yeah. You know, it's it's not um, it's become seen as old fashioned, but they were playing it with some some pace. Uh, the ball was being zipped about. The, uh, mm. the game was physical. They moved it, and that's kind of you know, it struck me that it doesn't really matter what your tactics are at the end of the day. If you if you're playing at you know five miles an hour as we were today, then you're going to struggle. Whereas if you move it fast, you're in the game. As it turned out, they lost, but you know they were certainly contenders. So I don't understand. I don't understand the instructions that Gary Rowett is sending his team out with. Um, no. I mean, I don't know where you were in the ground today, but certainly there were, you know, cat calling or whatever you want to call it. For I'm very close to Harry. I'm block 46. The, right. Um, Docker's low. But yeah, I mean, it, I think, you know, it could have been a very different, if the goal doesn't go in. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know what the, you know, the end of the game would have been like, but obviously we've got the win. I just don't know where he's going with it, Rowan. I really don't now. You know, this, what is the plan? I don't see it. All is, is they play it around at the back. And then today, obviously, with Smith up front, it was yeah. hit Smith. Now, yeah. Smith won most of the balls, but Bennett wasn't reading them, was he? Because Bennett was deep, you know, wasn't in the correct position to feed off of it. No, um, I mean, it all seems very reactive, Graham. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we've chopped and changed tactics. Um, yep. Today we started with um, Smith and Afobe. I, I like Afobe. I, I, I think yeah. playing right, playing correctly, he's a quality forward. Um, I must well, admit, I was quite worried in the first half when he went down because I thought, yeah, <laughs> if he goes, <laughs> well, I mean, for the moment we'll put Jed Wallace to one side, but I mean, Afobe yeah. and, and Jed um, are our quality turns. I mean, I don't, we haven't got much else. A thing that struck me, I mean, we started with um, the, the, the double, um, you know, a phobia and, um, and, and Smith up front. And as you say, I mean, we're hitting long balls and that's fine to some extent. I don't have a, a problem with it. I don't know about you, Graham, but if you're mixing it up with other styles. Yeah. But today we seem to have dropped um, the best of the passing style is you, you, you intricately unpick a defence by movement. Yeah. And you know, trying to pass all that kind of stuff, but we seem to keep our passing for our own half, and then we'll hit a long ball diagonal, which hopefully hits yeah. Matt Smith, and hopefully Benick, um, as, as you rightly put it, is reading it. Um, it was it was just like this this kind of monotonous. You know, if we don't do it one way, we'll do it that way. But that's got to be relentlessly long ball. You, where's where's the mixture? I, I don't I don't understand the plan. I think I'm probably no. making the same point as you, mate. I. I to me, there, there was no plan. And it, it, it also, it, it seems to me, and speaking to people, we only seem to kick into life when we go a goal down or something. Yes. He then changes it. All right, Paul, I, you know, it was a, I didn't think Billy Mitchell played that bad, but he takes Billy Mitchell off and brings on Conor Mahoney, who, you know, un, you know, he's got his critics and yeah. he, he he's, he's an in-and-out player. But I feel 
with the situation we're in now, Nick, I think he's got to give him a run. I do, just to give us some creativity. I mean, it's, it's so... I mean, I've used the word reactive already. I'll use it again, Graham, because during the first half, as soon as the, the Blackpool man draws the red card, and I think it was it was a right, a correct decision, you know, the mm. it was through on goal, he's been brought down. That's a goal-scoring opportunity. Um, and so a red card gets shown. But as soon as you have that, I would think, I mean, I'm, I'm not a football manager. I don't know if you've done any in, in your time, no. but you think, well, how are we going to exploit this situation? We're, we're now a man up. Um, I've, I've set us out to be um, one style of play. We've now have spare capacity to, and I'm, my, my instinctive reaction was, we'll bring Conor Mahoney in yeah. because it was quite clear that Blackpool were there to, to park the bus, you know, and see what they could get, um, you know, on, on the break. Well, you need a man that's going to, hold the ball, dribble with it, and has that mindset that's looking for the, the creative option. Yeah. But, but we don't play him until, <laughs> until we go, go down. down. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I think it's, you know, we're being critical in the aftermath of a win, and at the end of the day, it's a results business, isn't it? But you have to look at the overall picture. I mean, that, that didn't leave me feeling um, satisfied with what I've seen today. No, um, definitely not. Two great, two great goals. I mean, let's this, this, this deal with yeah. the, the Blackpool goal, first of all. I mean, it, we could have been 2-0 down at half-time, Graham, because, I mean, again, there was there was a couple of awful um, moments yeah. where it seemed to me we'd put Blackpool through on goal. And I don't know what's going on there. The defence seems to have had a, a, a kind of um, a, a collapse of, of some sort. I don't, I don't the one that it seems to really... I don't know what's going on. It's Jake Cooper. He doesn't no. seem his normal self. Now, whether that's because Hutchinson's out, and if you go back to the end of last season when we started shipping goals was when Hutch got injured. You did? And yeah. I, I don't know if Coop was the same player when Hutchinson's not there. And, I mean, Ballard, to me, he looks a class act. He does. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the ball, he wins at the ball. And, yeah, he looks a class act to me. But I don't know with Jake, he, he, hasn't, he, he hasn't started the season very well. And, you know, as you say, we could have easily have been 2 him down at half-time. Which should, should have been in truth. I mean, you, know, yeah. you know, I mean, a, a better side than Blackpool um, would have taken those opportunities, which we gifted them. You know, what, uh, Jake, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was kind of musing on this during the, the game. And, you know, it, for a player who has been so good, um, there's been something is amiss. And who knows? You know, I'm going to let yeah. the listeners have a think on what, what they think it might be, because I, I don't know. Um, I think after that, you're in the realms of speculation. I don't think that Jake. Where's the crown of leadership particularly no. easily, Graham? No, no he whereas, doesn't. Whereas Hutch is a natural in, yes. in organisational terms. Yes, yes, he is. And uh, yeah, that you've hit right now on the head, Nick. Jake doesn't, he doesn't sit easy with him being, being the leader as such. No, and, and, uh, and you know, I'd, 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 Put a caveat in because when he scored the goal, the winning goal, um, the, the the joy on his face was evident. I mean, I, I'm not yeah. knocking his um, uh, his commitment, uh, nor nor his desire. I think he's got plenty, but I just don't think he's a natural leader, and that, that's 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 perfectly fine because we're not all natural leaders. And I think no. he does need someone alongside him, um, and Hutch has been the perfect fit for him. But then. We're certainly missing that. So, you know, Murray Wallace, I don't think it's hard not to love Murray Wallace. But I, I'm not, I'm not sure know, he's always stick up for him. Even though I think I've said to you, know, one of my messages to you, even the Fulham game, I mean, the yeah. guy got slaughtered by that winner. I don't, his name escapes me. But he Fulham never winner, stops yeah. trying. He never, never gives up Murray Wallace. And for a Millwall player, 
you know, to me, yeah. he, he's, he epitomises what a Millwall player is Great. to me. That was the point you know? I was just thinking as you were talking. Yeah. I mean, that, that to me is a Millwall player. I mean, yeah. you know, you can talk about how. But then again, I mean, he shows moments, Murray, um, of real quality. I mean, there was a there was a yeah. couple in the second half, couple back back um, heels between Afobe and and Murray Wallace. And yeah, I think I, I can't remember what I said in real time, but it was like a lift you off your seat moment. It was yeah, wow, you know, look at that. That was that's that was one of those illumination moments. Um, but there we are. There's something wrong in defence. Something for Rowett to address. He, he seems to be aware of it. He's talking about signings before um, the deadline, which is on Wednesday. Um, midfield, I don't know, George Saville, whether he's suffering with um, Cooperitis or something. He doesn't seem half the player that we expect. No. Him to be, does he? At the moment, anyway. Why that is, I don't know. But I don't, if he's in a, I know it's silly, but he's a midfield player. But when he was here before, he was bombing on, wasn't he? He was like the they have one waiting and he used to bomb on and then they obviously get his goals where with, in this formation, he doesn't seem to have a settled role. If you know what no. I mean, he just seems, you know, See, I, I've got, a th- I mean, my own theory based on just purely on what, what I've seen this uh, five games now we've played this season. Um, first win today, obviously, but I think Gary Rowe is stumbling like a blind man in playing blind man's buff or something towards four, four, two, because that seems yeah. to be the only um, the only formation that will keep a den crowd happy um, because it is fundamentally designed to get balls out wide and into the box. And we do have a measure of players capable of doing that and, and, and looking good. Um, yeah. It's taken him uh, how long? <laughs> a year and a half <laughs> and a COVID <laughs> pandemic to um, to stumble towards. But I think he's getting there um, for better or for worse. I think that's, that's where we're heading. One thing I was going to say, is just, yeah, as we say, go. On. What do you think about this theory with Davison going, Nick? So, what's your twist? Because it, to me, it's never been right attacking wise and the no. team. I mean, the last game he was was involved was the three 0 win at Forest. Yeah, and then after during the COVID lock, he left, and to me, it's never been the same. No, I mean, since then. We're talking about Callum Davidson, listeners. Sorry, and, yeah, yeah, no, uh, but he left us. Um, I can't remember when he went there, Graham. He went last season during the lockdown, wasn't it? When the we lockdown shut down. season. That's yes. right. And he's gone on to some success with St Johnston, who are one mm. of the lesser lights in Scottish football. And he's taken them to a couple of cup wins up there, and and on into um, I don't know if it's a conference, Europa League or Com- Europa Conference League. One of those. They're doing well. They certainly raised their game in in their, by their own standards. I mean, but to answer your point, I think it's a very good point because mm. we can only go by what. Um, what we see and what are we seeing um, we're seeing good players coming in um, but a kind of a like a numbing lack of tactical nous and awareness yeah. and that that's what when he first came to us um, when you know when Neil Harris left us mm. I don't, one of the things that did strike me is how he he, he seemed quite a shrewd manager um, he would make mm. changes ahead of the game um, he would he would he would form us up in a way that seemed to be you know and the, probably the crowning glory was that 3-0 win at, um, at Nottingham Forest. I mean, I just can't picture this team now playing at a level that we achieved against Forest. Now, I, I no. think um, if, if whatever, we have no evidence, we're, we're always on the outside. And I think that probably Callum Davison was the, um, uh, the, the Dr. Watson to his Sherlock Holmes. You know, it's, it's, it's that kind of, um, you, you need another voice. Someone that says, "What? Well, hang on, boss, think about this, do that, and that will happen. And mm. we, he seems to lack that now, Graham. 
He, he, yes. seems, a, he seems a very dull manager now, doesn't he? He does. He does. He, you know, to me, when he first came in, I, I loved my hands up. I thought he was a breath of fresh air. And, mm. up, up, you know, everything was going well up until the, obviously the forest. And what, but since we've come back, it's just, I mean, obviously last season was just dire, wasn't it? It's, it's dishwater. I mean, I, I think yeah, I used that expression in the previous show. Dishwater. It's, yeah. There's nothing exciting. I mean, today's uh, today's performance overall, listeners, if you weren't there today, then I would say it was a very incompetent performance, largely, because we were chasing around like, um, you're right, you said it uh, correctly, that, that you know they were down to 10 men and you never would have known that. No. When they broke no. forward, they, they got their white shirts forward. They looked like they actually had some desire and they wanted it, whereas we look like a I don't know um we, we didn't look good enough and we you know we but then saying that we had two spectacular goals I mean the the strike from Jed yeah. um, I, I, I don't know if anyone else made anyone else man than a match today Graham but I can't think of no. that he was head and shoulders man of the match you know just absolutely I mean we, where he where I was he was just in front of me for the winner and he he just put the ball in first you didn't think if the ball come to him straight in and then Cooper obviously finished it off, but absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, the quality, quality player. Um, I think we'd be bereft if he doesn't. I mean, we've still got a few days of this transfer window to go, and yeah, there was a few rumblings today, like people saying, you know, the thing at the end. I don't know if you're still there, Nick, but he, no. he sort of went to the the, the Colbro Lane and he came over to the Dockers, right? And like people saying, is this like some sort of farewell? Because he did. It was a bit o OTT for just a yeah. win. But hopefully, I'm, you know, people, you know, around I, me was, you know, I, maybe we're reading too much into it. I hope that's drama diva queen type yeah. behaviour because yeah. I mean, if, if we do lose him, and he, he he was a head and shoulder above anyone else on that pitch this afternoon. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I, we we need to sign very very well to replace him. Um, and also, I mean, it was great to see Jake Cooper bury that header for the winner late, late, mm. late. Um, but I, you know, that seemed to get like a a burden off of his off of his background. Um, yeah, it did. It did. And I, I wondered, funny enough, you say about Jed and, and farewell. Um, I wonder whether that was the late appearance of Ben Thompson. Whether that was a, a farewell. Um, I think. You know, I, I think mean, if it has his way, it will be. But I don't know if it seems Portsmouth can't seem to get the package together to. No, no. And also, um, you know, we've not mentioned Marlon, who um, wasn't in the squad today. Um, I saw a story, however, flimsy, I don't know. You can't believe what you read on the internet, listeners. But uh, I think Pompey were linked to... Um, yeah, I saw, that. Um, yeah I saw that. Which may be for the best for all concerned. So, you know, don't. I, I think that will be a sad end to what has been a very, very good career, if that's what it comes to with Marlon. But um, yeah. I, th I think, sadly, um, you know, trenches have been dug and and um you know it, it may well be for the best for him um but we didn't see him at all today um but there we are um i keep trying to console myself well not console with one and i think i think i just I, i'm trying to tell myself that with one it's three valuable points we're now 17th i mean i know it's early doors for the uh for the table but that would have been a tough tough gig for yeah. if we got beat and we could have done could have been done very easily they could have nicked that today yeah yeah i think yeah it would have been very tough tough for right if we'd have lost definitely you know where do you stand on the railway question graham are you for keeping or are you for um you know sacking september is, is looming next week um 
we've got some tough games coming up, mate, haven't we? Yeah. West Brom and then Swansea, I think, yeah. the next two both away. I don't know. I, I, I was, you know, against or for Rowett, but, but I don't know. He, he, he doesn't, as the weeks go by, I'm going leaning more and more the other way, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean entirely. Um, you know, I think, um, I mean, today obviously bought in time. I, I think it, there were certainly rumblings. You know, listeners yeah. can, can make their own judgment and you'll hear a little bit on the on the live piece that I did earlier on. Um, people are not happy. <laughs> but that's that. it was all softened by the winning goal on 90 minutes from Jake Cooper. So, you know, you leave with a kind of a... Um, a, 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 a sense of um, you know uplift after a game mm. that really didn't deserve it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I we, we're not a sacking club, Graham. Are we? we historically, no. we we persevere with managers a lot longer than other clubs seem to do in in the championship. Mm. Um, and then we've got the the, the next question: who, who, do you, who do you bring in? Um, you know, anyone that's saying Chris Wilder? Yeah, I mean, but we, we whether we've got the budget for that, I, I don't know. It's just one point I wanted to. Yeah. Um, what, what Aaron said last week when you had him on, yeah, um, regarding John Berylson's plan, yeah, for Millwall, and what you know, and it had me thinking. I'm thinking he's right. What is John Berylson's plan for Millwall? Is it to just be a a championship, you know, not so much yo-yoing, but sometimes going down to the League One and then coming back up? And you know, is there no plan to try and push us on? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, it really got me thinking when Aaron said that. I'm thinking he's right. What is John? What is know? his plan? I, I don't yeah. know. Um, I, it, people get very sensitive when you you start to talk. You know, the way we would talk about another club in the championship would be to make these points. Well, you know, if you have a chairman mm. that's that's um, keeping us afloat without really going putting the kind of investment that you need, whether that's what you like to hear or not, you you talk about this free and easy about um, I don't know. Cholton or uh, whoever you like, you know. Yeah. But when it comes to us, a bit the, the the wagons get drawn into a circle, and um, you know it's it's seen as um, as, as being disloyal in some way. I, I don't know. Um, I, I think the I think John's certainly what he's achieved with us has has been magnificent. I think he'll go down in Mill history as one, if not the best Mill chairman ever. Mm. Um, to get to the next level is probably going to require money that's for playing um, playing purposes that is not there. Um, he's probably willing to, you know, keep us afloat, which is no bad thing because you look at other clubs and see where they're at. But um, to, to get any higher, no, you're going to need a different level of money. That's just how yeah. the championship division is there, Graham, isn't it? It's frightening, really. The, yeah. the you know, when, when that Fulham came the other week, and you just think, you know, it's just, it's just another level, isn't it? And the, the well, fact that is. they're too yeah. good for the championship, but they're not good enough for the Premier League. So they just keep yo-yoing. There's them, there's Norwich, there's Watford. You know, they just seem to yo-yo between the leagues, obviously making quite a bit of money. But Well, they, they, yeah. what they do is, and, and Brentford did this um, very, very well. Look at where they're at now. Yeah. Um, they were once... Brentford way was something that interested me a few years ago, but they, we obviously... They focus you know, on players that we don't focus on yeah. for whatever reason. Um, so take Norwich, take Brentford, take, um, you know, the, the Fulham obviously come from the Premier League. But each of them in their different ways, they, they go for a lot of foreign players who are mm. not top draw in their countries, but are very, see, they seem to have been trained 
and they have a technical ability that is not always apparent in the British kids. I mean, we, we have a lot of um, very willing um, workhorses, it seems to me. And I'm, I'm not saying this to be cheap or nasty, but it, then you see the players that pulled us apart, say Fulham, um, the, the lot of Portuguese kids, they see the sign mm. from Norwich signing the, uh, the Finnish guy, was his name, Puki? And, Puki, and, yeah. Players like that, that ilk, they're, they're not... Players like that who are too good for the championship, but not good enough for the premiership. The, the yeah. bloke from Fulham, Mitrovic, he's the same. Mitrovic you know, is a quality turn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he does it in the championship, but when they go up to the Premier League, he doesn't score and he finds himself out of the team. Yeah. But, you know... It's, um, a, it's, a, it's a lucrative business being a yo-yo between the championship yeah. and the is, Premier League. <laughs> not because, so lucrative being a League One championship yo-yo, which is where we're no. at, really. Um, but also, obviously, with these parachute payments and all, because yeah, you know, we're at such a disadvantage from from you know from the from day one, aren't we? Really? Because, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I haven't got the valuations of the Fulham squad, and I, I, West Brom seem to be you know going for it. Um, I mean, if John Berylson's covering our, 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 our losses, which are 10 to 20 million, for example, well, that's one or two players in that Fulham squad that yeah. pulled us to pieces the other day. There we are. That's that's the um, that's that's the story of being a Millwall fan, Graham, I'm afraid, mate. Oh, yeah, without doubt. But, you know, I, I just felt, I think you've said the same on previous, but there was optimism, though, wasn't there? And it, it, yeah. it sort of really drained away very quickly. Well, can, there can still be it. I, mean, I think we've seen yeah. in, in little phases. Got, yeah. And we've got injuries, obviously, to people. Yeah. You know, like Hutch, Mason yeah. Bennett. I know people say, well, he's always injured. But they are, they are two players in particular who could make a, a difference to this team, you know? Absolutely. A, a fit Mason Bennett is a yeah. top, top 10 championship player. And that's, that's oh, without kind of, doubt. Yeah. That's the kind of player that you need. Um you know, luck plays its part as well as as well as the decision. All, all that Gary Rowett can do is make the tactical decisions and, and team selections. Um, yeah. But he just about got away with it today. Yeah, he seriously <laughs> got away with it today. As I said to someone, he's got out of jail now. Got out of jail, <laughs> like Monopoly, like the, like the man in Monopoly yeah. ball. There we are. Yeah. Graham, that's great stuff, mate. I really appreciate you taking no time worries. on your Saturday night, mate. Good to talk to you. Um, Enjoy it. And we'll be hearing from Graham later on in the season, dear listeners. So thank you to Graham. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Over the next Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.